earlier today, our interview crews caught up with Dustin Destruction, and this was the interview. Yep, probably the hardest collab I ever had in my life, but I don't like it when things aren't going my way. Headlock Talk, you turned the tables on us. You turned the tables in the wrong way. You got me mad now. I stood around, I listened to everything you had to say, I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you us, backstab us out of the viewers, and you cheat us out of the viewers that are rightfully ours, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm just going to challenge you, Headlock Talk. Get on the show with us. But this time, I'm going full force. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, bravo. That was that was good for that that was actually our second take of that by the way. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your featured podcast of the evening. It's time for United by Wrestling. As you can know, I'm your host Dustin Destruction, my co-host. The Shipesta, baby. And as you guys got to hear on that segue, the greatest promo of all time. Jump to Jeff Farmer, tribute to him. And Headlock Talk, thanks for being sports for letting me uh, talk to you like that. Say, let us use that. That was that was cool. That was cool. Um, so today's show is going to be based off promos. I uh, I don't know what it was, but I uh, dressed shapes of this week. I'm like, hey man, you know, man, what are what are promos? Hey, hey, what hey, are, what are, man, what's this man shit? What do promos mean to you? And he's like, you know, bro, I've never really gone into detail about it. So I'm like, all right, that's gonna be a show. That was uh, that was like well, yeah. So you called me. Was it Wednesday? Called me Wednesday and uh, pitched the idea. And I was like, that that's that uh, that was really good. I was all, I was immediately on board because nobody. I don't think many people have talked about it, and we sure haven't talked about. You know, we haven't gone in depth on the the art of a promo and going. You know what it means to feuds, matches, things like that. And that that's a hell of an idea. I think I deserve, we deserve a like and a view and a sub just for me keeping a straight face during the god awful promo that was jumping Jeff Farmer. That was the third take, but I was able to pull it off. Second take. That was our second one. We did. Okay. We we tried one, we failed, and then it took about 10 minutes to record because I couldn't stop laughing reading it. <laughs> yeah, because we recorded, we recorded, we began recording the episode, and then we, uh, I, I started with the monologue of, that's what the, what I said in the beginning was what the interviewer says in the beginning of the par- farmer video. And <laughs> as soon as I literally got the second word out, Dustin started laughing. And I couldn't. we had to, we had to wait a few minutes to start again. Cause you just, I mean, honestly, you can't, I mean, what well, you can't rush greatness. I mean, it is the damn greatest promo of all time. And I've course so Sam Punk recreated it and, and at least and, made it so decent. Well, hell he didn't even do it justice. It wasn't, you can't recreate the original greatness. Like who the hell Colton Cabana and CM Punk think they are trying to be jumping Jeff Farmer? <laughs> no, but hell, seriously, man? it is the worst promo in wrestling history. So look it up. Jumping Jeff Farmer. <coughs> oh, it's all but over. What you- inspired this idea is, I don't know why, but I've been having the 14 years promo that Cody, Cody Rhodes said on my like mind a lot. And, you know, as a guy that wanted to be an aspiring wrestler, I used to cut promos all the time. So I'm like, let's do a show on it. Yeah. So this show is going to be a little different. You know, we're, you know, traditionally CEO you know, people post a link, a GIF or whatever to what their favorite promo is, but they never go into why. And they never say like what about promos do they like? Right. So that's what we're gonna do today. You know, because of you know I think everyone has a different appreciation for things. And I would say me and Shipes is we might look at things a little bit differently right. on some aspects, like right. moves, you know, promos. So match breakdown we're gonna, promo breakdown. So this is what we're gonna do for you. And if you like more of this you can look up to your God. What corner are we? What's the uh, layout going to look? Okay, you can look up. You can you you can look up here on our left hand corner. This is our Twitter at United by Wrestling. And if you want more, hit us up on that link right there above my head, uh, above my beautiful head, right there. United by Wrestling. Let us know you want more. And if you like what you see over here on the right hand side, over by Dustin's big ass head, right there, <laughs> United by Wrestling YouTube, right there. Had some great collabs on there. You know, Kuda from Turnbuckle, Headlock Talk, Foul, RJ, any of them. Check them out. Great episodes. And then hopefully you'll check out this one. All right. So when you think of the word promo, Shipesta, what does it like? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, 
when 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 I think of promo, I mean the first thing. It depends on the circumstance. Now, if we're talking just promos, like if you when you hear promos, the first thing I think you know think of you think of the the greatest promo cutters in the history of the business, and then you, know, you think of your your past pro, your favorite promos that you've seen since you've been watching wrestling since you've gotten into wrestling, and you think of what it does for for a match for a feud for a ending of a feud beginning of a feud before a big match, before a mania match, before any any big match, what it really adds. And if you look at it as, you know, if you look at it in that aspect, you really get such a good appreciation for for promos. When you look at it, like we look at it as a, a key piece of, of what a match needs or what a feud needs. And, you know, you think of, you think of it in that aspect, it, there's, there's three or four different avenues when I hear promos. First thing I think of is the greatest promo cutters in, in, in the history of the business. Jake, Macho, uh, Rick, Rock, Austin, um, Jericho, John. John, Hunter. Uh, you know, you think of guys like that. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, of course. Rick Flair. Um, the list goes on. Yeah, you, you think of those guys. and uh, Even Ricky. Uh, Ricky was, was great at promos, too. And, uh, you forgot Punk. And, of course, the the – what is it? Second City? Windy second city, thing? second city. Yeah, saint. that's what. Yeah, I couldn't remember that one. Um, you know, and then you, th- you think of guys like that, but then you think of also what you're currently watching when you think of the word promo, whether you're watching for a big match for any promotion or an indie promotion or whatever it may be. What it when you listen to it and you watch it, what it what is it adding to that match? What is it what is it doing for it, or is it hurting it? Because some promos, as we've as we very well know, some promos hurt more than they help. Yeah, it's like the one we uh, recreated reenacted <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. That promo definitely hurt more than it did anything. Um, and then and then of course the match was wasn't good either. On top of the promo being the worst ever, both promos. If you haven't, I think. Motley Cruz, his opponent was also did a did one. It was pretty bad I mean, too. I don't know what promotion that was that gave him a job, but but there's a reason you probably never heard of him. Uh, but his promo wasn't farmer bad, but it was bad. And you know, you think of you think of how that how that hurts the match because not only were the promos awful, but the match sucked. And promos, I think a lot of people don't realize how much promos can hinder a the an actual match when the match happens. Because if it's not built up properly with the promos, it might not also ultimately deliver in the in-ring product. Yeah. So, to me, when I think of a promo, I think of, you know, it's supposed to lead to a storyline. And it's supposed to draw, most importantly, you know, your mic work, you know, promos, mic work, you know, anything that, you know, the wrestler talks. is the thing that's supposed to be the attention grabber. Right. You know, it's what's supposed to sink in, you know, these people. You know, if your dole is a brick... And you have no mic skills. It's like, yeah, that's great. You can do a whole bunch of moves, but right. you know, how do people invest in you? You know, it's great that you have a character, but if you don't do anything with it, you know, you'll you know build it up with a you know, good promo or something. Like, why should people care? Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. You know, some characters are you know great, but I mean, even Undertaker's thing's great, but if he didn't talk, like, right, yeah, it, he it, just it, walked it, out there like a legit dead man. Like, do you yeah, think if he never, if he never, but see, the thing about with Taker's promos though. If he didn't cut them the way that he cut them in the voice and the tone and the slow pace that he that he used in his promos, it would have still it would have still been dead in the water had it not. I mean, yeah, you can come out there in a badass attire and have a great match, but if he if he came out there and said, "Hey guys, it's the Undertaker here, and you know I got a match this Sunday with uh, you know Austin or somebody, whoever you know, use a random name, you know." <laughs> I'm gonna what about be, you doing the Brock Lesnar voice? Exactly. If he'd have come out and cut a promo, if he if his promos were like that, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have drew you in because yeah, the character. While and and I think you know, I'm glad you mentioned Lesnar there because I think that you know with Lesnar it 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 kind of has that same appeal because yeah he comes you know he's a he's a great figure and you know he's a beast use that very lightly but a draw um, and he's a draw and he's he's a big name top guy. But when he grabs a microphone, it really it really hinders any belief of the whole beast persona because, like as we saw recently with "Not Scared" or "That's What's Up," 
you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. You should have just and thank God, <laughs> Heyman for, talk. Thank God for Heyman because if Heyman, say that's the other thing about the promo, the art of the promo. Look what Paul Heyman does. Right, you know, he taught, he gets on the mic and he really puts Lesnar I mean, over. He, like, I, I, I he, he he makes you believe that you know Lesnar's this unstoppable object. You know he he's immovable. You, he gets you hyped for Lesnar matches, and that's not easy to do. And he he gets you hyped for him. He really does. And so anyway, so. I think the importance of the promo, where would you rate that? You know, obviously the big things in wrestling is you have your character, your ring ability, and, you know, your promos. Right. You know, obviously storylines, but that's how the wrestlers control for the most right. part. Yeah, right. But um, out of the wrestlers, what do you think, for a wrestler, what do you think is the most vital project? You know, we're not in the business, so we're just going off what fan speculation of what we see and what interests us the most. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, obviously, if the ring work is what they watch. Yeah. But, like, what do you think is the most important? Is it the ring work? Is it the promos? Or is it the character? I think it's, I, I think first, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, if you shit the bed in the ring, nobody's going to want to see anything from you, whether you're talking or not. Um, so I think firstly, you know, first and foremost, you you know, you want to have a good, you want to have a good working ability. But after that, I think, honestly, aside from persona and character, I think it would have to be, <coughs> excuse me, I think it would have to be the promo because you can have... So what, the, ring work, promo, or ring work, ring work character, ring, promo? Ring work, promo, character. Mm. Because I think, I, I look at it like that because, you know, obviously you want to, if, if, you, if you go out there and you suck ass in the ring, nobody's going to care about anything that you do out, you know, outside of it to begin with. Nobody's going to want to be interested even at any point. But then if you can have a persona, you have a character, but if you can't, if you can't deliver on what, on a promo for that persona or that character, then your, your character doesn't mean anything. That's the thing, you know, the ring work, you know, wrestlers based off the ring work. I think it's the best, but I don't know if like, you know, you can come in there and you can do 50 moves, but when I'll, People, I don't know if they're going to be interested in you because, you know, you have to sell them on your match. And that's exactly what a promo does. Right, right. So it's like, I don't know. Like, the ring work, I would say is, but I would think the promo, actually, believe it or not, it's a close second. You know, that, yeah, definitely. There's some of the biggest stars that really can't do much in the ring. You know, yeah. Lance Storm is probably a better wrestler than made of Rock. But, oh, he was. Um, oh, he was by far. And Rock is, you know... One of, One of the, the biggest stars of all time. And Lance Storm, uh, no offense, sir, but is... Yeah, when he grabbed a great the, wrestling trainer. There we go. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely definitely was great in the ring. Hell, produced a hell of a lot of talent from his academy, but um, never did never did quite deliver on the promos, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, and look where the Rock is compared to Lance Storm. Honestly, that's my point. Star power wise, look yeah, at yeah, probably probably easily among the top. Th- is in the top three promo cutters of all time. I because he's good on the stick, as they call it. You yeah. know, and that yeah. just shows. You know, yeah. You know, The Rock wasn't the greatest, but he, you know, was able to sell himself on the mic to get thousands and thousands and fa- the millions, millions and millions to watch him. You know, he was able to sell himself because he was able to talk. So I think sometimes, maybe, even sometimes, that might be bigger than the ring yeah. action. I, honestly, in in some cases, I guess I guess it also all depends on where where you're looking at. If you're looking at if you're looking at major companies or if you're looking at indies. Well, indies ring definitely. Yeah. I'm talking. I guess I'm talking major company. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, just... if you're if you're if you're if, if if you're talking strictly major companies, then 100 the promo the promo is maybe even first. Actually, is first if you're talking about major companies because yeah, the sports you, you gotta, yeah, cause you, yeah, because you got to get people engaged in what you're doing. I mean, yeah, The Rock could have came out there and wrestled like fucking Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay, but if he didn't if he didn't talk like he talked. Nobody would have cared, and yeah. if, if Austin if Austin came out there and delivered, <coughs> you know, ten star classics, yeah, that's great. But if he never cut that Austin three sixteen promo and launched himself into that stratosphere, that's what the it wasn't his ring work that launched him into that stratosphere. It was that promo. It was the Austin three sixteen promo that cut that launched him to where he ultimately became. So if in major companies, yes, promo one hundred percent first and foremost is is absolutely vital. Yeah, because you got to pull in the casuals. 
You know, yeah. a lot of casuals aren't going to turn in to watch a 20-minute classic, right. which is a shame because those are great. But, you know, they're, they're wanting to hear, like, oh, I want this guy to make me laugh. I want to see, oh, dude, these guys are actually going to rip each other apart with the intensity yeah. in these promos. Right, right. And there's some very good ones, and there's some not very good ones. And we'll start breaking into that and what some of our promos. I just wanted to kind of, like, get the feel of why we like them. And for me, I think they're very vital. In sports entertainment, they might be the most more... Oh yeah, they're you know one hundred percent. They might need to be the biggest draw in sports yeah. entertainment. Obviously, in the indies, you know, there's not enough time to build storylines. Ring work is what gets you on the indies. Yeah, and it obviously helps if you're damn good in the ring and on the mic. That's yeah. usually like Jericho and Punk and stuff, Brian. But um, so like with the promo, do you think that you know? Because you have places like AEW and stuff that aren't, you know, I feel like they're not doing as much of promo work as, yeah, you know, it, kinda... do you think that it hurts them? Because, you know, it's not building their characters. Like, I, I don't think AEW, I think they're doing fine, but I can see why some people have that complaint that there's not enough, like, excuse me, structure and not enough character development. Do you think that hurts them? Do you think they should have more promo work? I think, I think they should on. I think they should on some of the lesser known guys. Now, of course, they have the they have the promo time with Cody and Jericho and Oxley and, and MJF. But that's it's like what all it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mox, MJF, Cody, Jericho, literally four guys. You're focusing your promo time on, and I think that does hinder people's interests on some of the some of the lower card people because, yeah, you can come out there and be and people can be amazed by a match or a, a team or something like that. But you know, there's no, there's no connection. You know, anybody can watch a, a good match and be like, yeah, that was a damn good match. But you know, in a major company, which AEW is, I think it hurts. It hurts a lot of people's interest aside from the big stars because they're not letting people, they're not letting people express up. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not letting people cut promos. You know, simple, simply put, and I, I think that does hinder a lot of a lot of interest in in what they're doing. They like NWA somewhat pulls it off, but they're not a major television network or anything. Like, and even then, they have you know promo. Like they had that interview with Marty and Nick Aldis, which yeah. is golden. Yeah, that was and perfect. Nick Aldis is one of the people that you know hype up NWA the most. Why? Because he's a good talker. Yeah, he, you know he, he promotes he's... them well. He's all around. Like Nick Aldis is complete, great in the ring, great on the mic, and he helps draw that attention because of his mic the work national and Marty's treasure. mic work. He is the you national know. treasure. So I think promos. I sometimes think people go under the horizon a little bit. Like yeah. that's what the biggest knocks on Roman is. Is you know he. He's, you know, has the look, you know, his ring uh, work kind of sometimes struggles, but he doesn't have the promo skills to put him in the John Cena, you know, no, no. rock level. So he's not at the, he's not a top, top star. Right, right. Like he's not an mega star. Why? Because, you know, yeah, I he mean, can't cut he's great, movie. but you can only call him the big dog so many times. Yeah, like, what's he, the he connection? Can't cut, he can't cut that good of a, I mean, he can cut a decent promo, but he can't cut a good one. And I know, you know, I, I might get some flack for that, but. It's true. I mean, his promos are decent at best. They're not. They're not great. They're really not that good. And that, and the, so pretty much the power to Mike and how you build yourself and how you can continue a storyline drop people's interest is gonna be. And we're gonna name some people now in some of our promos that showed that and some that did not illustrate. Some of our favorite <laughs> and some of our worst. So I'll go. We'll start with you, Shape. Who do you think? Is a great like who are some of the biggest stars and who do you think benefited from using the mic the most? Like who do you think? We're trying to word this the correct way. Uh, who do you think? Well, I mean, I, are some of the greatest talkers of all time? And usually, if there's some of the greatest, you know, they're gonna be a big star. So I guess who do you think some of the biggest talkers of all time? Like the best talkers? Well, I mean, obviously, in his heyday, in his prime, Ric Flair was uh, was up there. I mean, if not the best of his time. Either man, you gotta beat the man. I mean, his, uh, you know, like his promo. Any pro, pick, any pro. Like I remember, like way back many years ago, when we were um, when we were still aspiring, and you sent me. Um, uh, we were talking about promos one night. You sent me a compilation of his, and any any promo in that compilation was was pure gold, and like the tear in my eye after I won after he won the 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 rumble and won the title in the rumble. 
Um, you know, so Rick was up there. Jake was definitely in it. Um, Hogan, as much as I hate to give <laughs> Hogan credit for, I mean, his mic work, his promos were, were, were good. And, and of course, rock Austin punk. I mean, punk punk was a revolutionary for indie promos. Yeah. Because see, that's where he, he became the that, star. And that's where, and that, and that was something that separated him out on the indie scene because not because on the indies, you don't you don't really get you don't really cut promos. You show up, get your hot dog, your handshake, and do your match. <laughs> and I know it's different now. I'm just using that as an analogy, but some places are still like that. You still get your hot dog and your handshake and go on about your business. But he was doing something completely different. He was doing pro Moxley was another one who on the indie scene was was doing honestly to this day still some of the best promos, not just of independence, but uh, of all time in any com- take him take him to any company if you've ever seen his promos when he was when he was on the indies holy shit you need to look that up in like right now stop pause look that up um the, those guys stood out because of that because they were they were taking indie wrestling and giving it promos which up until that point nobody was doing um and then of course Hunter and then Jericho especially Jericho built some of the some of the best storylines in WWE's uh, lifetime with his promos, like the promos he did leading up to his match with Sean, my, my favorite match of all time, his match with Sean at uh, WrestleMania 19. Those those promos were, you know, even his only debuted. Welcome to the new millennium. Yeah, Raw is welcome Jericho. to Raw. Is right. Jericho and, like and, call your enemy? Like, dude, yeah, and, who and is that this was, guy? And that was that was a that was a a moment like we talked about a minute ago where it was about he had that he had that short time on stage while while hell one of the greatest promo cutters of all time is standing in the ring. <laughs> it's a pissed off look. He's on his got face. <laughs> he's got that short window. He had to grab the people immediately for that to work, and he did. He came out with an original, unique idea. And it, w- with the worst hairstyle I've ever seen, sorry Jericho, but it was. Um, I mean, it looked like a piss fountain on your head, to be honest. But you know, he had that moment. He took it. He seized it. He got people engaged. He drew people in with just a few words. So those guys definitely stand out above a lot of other people in my book. Excuse me. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I agree for most of that list. You forgot one guy. I know, no, I, I think Dusty Yes, is, I, I knew. I you know, was his that. hard times promo really was one of, considered one of the best. It's still of is. all time. It still it's, is. Uh, that's why I mean, it's still considered one of the best of all time. I mean, you can watch that. You can watch that promo right now and and say confidently, one hundred percent with one hundred percent assurance, that's better than most promos you hear nowadays. It helped him get over. Like Dusty Rhodes, you know, rest in peace, one of the best. You know, thanks for everything you did and helping Cody. And but um, obviously did not have to look. <laughs> yeah. And you know his ring work was good, but wasn't amazing. But man, that guy can shoot it on the stick. Oh you yeah. Know? He he was able with his ring work able to get you behind this. You know, common man. You know, it's kind of like a hype. He a good hype motivator on the mic. Like this common man, son of a plumber. Right. His mic would convince you that this guy can actually become world champion, end up being NWA world champion, end up being one of the best of all time because of his mic work. Yeah, 100%. I think he's one of the perfect examples of. You know, he may not be the greatest. You know, he definitely wasn't bad in the ring by any no, means. No, no, but but a lot of it, like we like we discussed, was it has to do with it had to do with in a time when you know the one promos were that's on the territory so even then that wasn't sports entertainment right and that was but see that was that i think i think a lot of people overlook the early days of when territories were a thing because you had to essentially it was the same crowds week in and week out for however many however long territory was there you had to have something unique you had to have Look, it's like NWA now. They right, have that studio. Right. Certain amount of people show up. That's what the territory is. And, and it's like, like that. and that's what that's one thing I love about that that NWA is doing right now, because you know, and I think that shows with Aldis's work, especially. You know, it's essentially the same crowd every week, and you have to have something original 
And well, even NXT doesn't have that kind of feel. It's just full sell. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like that's why I think a lot of people overlook how important the territory feel is. Oh, and that's was. another idea we can. That's another. I mean, we could. That's but a whole other show that, idea I, right that, there. That has a lot to do with the the topic of promos because you have to be original. We you have to you have to have a good promo. Because week in and week out, you're essentially performing for the same people, and if you don't have a one, you know, a 100% grasp on on that concept, okay, next week pretty much going to be the same people. What can I do differently? You know, I'm gonna start grabbing the mic, and if you know if that works, then you have something new you can play with it, and you know, like stunning Steve Austin. Good God, um, it's hard to imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin is that nowadays, but. You know when he when he was doing the territory work, he had to he had to have a mic ability because you were performing for the same people. NWA and NXT are the same thing. Yeah, you, you also forgot this one, Macho Man. Yeah, the and cream of the crop promo once again, kind of like Hard Times, is above everything. Like yeah. it's still he cut that in the eighties. Yeah. And it's still talked about as one of the best ever. It, it always will be, no doubt. It always will be one of the best promos. In a position I'd rather not be in. It's, you know, God, that promo is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to botch the line because I can't remember, but it's like, it's too sweet, too hot to not be. Too hot to be cold, too sweet to be sad. I, yeah, I can't, like, I don't know why. Too, I'm completely botching too, it right now. Too cold, too hot to be cold, too too sweet to be sour. The cream, I I don't want to botch it either because it's. I say it's so I know good. it's. I'm trying because it was before our time, but I still go and watch. Yeah, that we, and hard we, times. We, you know, that's how good they were. Yeah, me and him weren't even born. Right, so these guys eras and <laughs> right. that's how I mean, good we, they are. We did yeah. not. We did not exist on the planet Earth. During these and guys, Jake Roberts, Dusty Rhodes, Hogan. Yeah. You know, and, and they're and, they're that damn good. And the fact that, yep. you know, two guys who are 20-something years old in the 2020s can still watch those, you know, go back and watch those, still one of the great, two of the greatest promos of all time. And it's like, hell, we weren't even, we didn't even exist when those promos were cut. But that's, that's just, how good those guys are on the mic, you know, too. It's like, they were so good that while we weren't even in their era, we, claim, we you know, clammed to want to watch them. Right. Yeah, you know, Roddy Piper. That's another one. That's another one we forgot. Good God, dude. I mean, and all these guys we're talking about aren't exactly great. I mean, Macho Man was good, yeah, but a lot of these guys aren't exactly the greatest wrestlers in the world. Like no. Roddy was good, but it's not like he was freaking Kenny Omega. Yeah, it's like well, Osprey. A, lo- a lot of a lot of these guys, you know, Dusty, um, you know, Roddy, all those guys, Hogan, Hogan, <laughs> especially Hogan, uh, Austin, yeah, I mean, Rock, I mean, the, all those, those guys, guys were never those guys were never talked about, or you know, we don't talk about them in the best wrestler category. Now, of course, there's a whole package we do, but in strictly ring ability, we don't you don't you don't bring those names up because they were they were good, but they weren't you know they weren't Osprey Saber level people, but it was the stick. It was what. They but you know do. those guys more. If you exactly. ask casually, you know who those guys are. You don't know who Osprey is exactly because of star power. They were able to set themselves apart yep, because of the because of the stick, because of what they could do with it. <laughs> you know so. Who would you say is some of the worst of all time? <laughs> oh God, there's a lot that we could put that we could put in there. You know who's also a good one too? I thought Razor Ramon was pretty good on the mic. I agree. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think uh, in his heyday is is Razor Ramon. I don't think he gets talked about enough in the Ayo. Ayo. That was uh, God. I love Big uh, Ben. Medium sized man. <laughs> I, I love the hey yo starting off a promo. Or you don't know who we are, but you you know the bad. No, you don't guy. know why we're here. Yeah, God, dude, I'm like struggling with my phrases today. It's you know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. There right. you go. Yeah, it's like some of those even you know last all this time. Yeah, Jake Roberts is another guy that you don't hear many modern. Like you hear a lot of the older wrestling fans oh, yeah. mention him. But hear a lot of modern because he was before a lot of people's era like how sinister his promos were yeah because he took he took what was essentially a simple i mean a simple character concept but the promos again the promos the promos are what made that character very dark it wasn't it wasn't the ring work it wasn't you know it wasn't even pulling the snake out of the bag it was the promo 
The, Same with were, Shawn Michaels. The show stuff. Yeah, he's great in the ring. You stopped it in the ring, but good God, you know. For example, Montreal, who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah, like that That right there, that simple couple-worded line in that promo had everybody hooked immediately because they still hated the living shit out of him. Because he had charisma. He could work on the mic. Why do you think he got picked over Marty Jannetty? Yeah. Because of the mic Because Sean was a complete package. Yeah, because, and, 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 you know, Jannetty was, you know, great in the <laughs> ring, but his promos were not good. I didn't think they were good. No. Sean oops his charisma, you know. Yeah. There's so many Sean Michaels, like, promos. But I, I think, you know, in, in that case, you know, Jannetty was – Jannetty was okay, but he was uh, actually I don't think his promos were that good. I don't know I about you, like, but I didn't like Jannetty's work either. Um, but I mean, but, but you know, to to quote a more modern person, I'm gonna start modern here. Uh, I know you remember the NXT game show version of NXT. Yeah, we're, is this your transition yes, to the worst? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, the modern, I know who you're talking. Oh. Yeah, you you know where I'm. I think a lot of people know where I'm going with this. Um, big seven footer. I think he was seven foot. Um, Eli Cottonwood. Uh, <laughs> that one. I don't think you can get too too much worse than that. And that mustache promo. Um, because uh, okay, I understand. I understand cutting a promo on a on a topic like a mustache is probably not the easiest thing in the world in front of <laughs> in front of fifteen thousand people live and however many people watching around the world. But uh, yeah. Because I think that was the promo that really I, I pretty much ended him. I mean, his promos up till that one were awful, but that one particularly was one of honestly. If you make a list of top ten worst promos, I, I'll be damned if that thing's not on it. I mean, I dare you to try to find one that's you know that that's farmer's promo. That's about it. Well, I mean that 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 forever. Let's go ahead and get that one out of the way. That is the fucking worst promo of all time. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. I don't care how bad you you think somebody is on the mic. Jumping Jeff Farmer's promo is the worst fucking piece of shit ever. Because that's the thing we forgot to mention in the beginning too. Yeah, you can have, even talk good, but it's also about delivery. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like, thing. you know, jumping Jeff Farmer. You know what partly made that promo so bad is his delivery. You know, he says he's angry, right? But there's nothing on his facial. No, there was no there was no change in tone. There no was no, motion, no, there was no tone. facial expression, you know, squints in the eyes, looking all pissed, flaring your nostrils out. Even and, I tried to show some emotion, the recreation, like it's like yeah, it's like you know, there was none of that, and anything that he was saying was not matching up with what you would, what you should be feel, what he was saying he was feeling. It wasn't, it wasn't like putting two and two together. He said he was angry. There was no wince. There was no nostril flare. There was no. No change in tone. Monotone, yeah. And there was no, uh, there was nothing. And the delivery on that is, uh, uh, like we like we talked about before, the the storytelling aspect. Before you get to the storytelling in the ring, the storytelling that really needs to be done in the promo is okay. You're trying to set up this match, but first off, you say you're angry, no signs of it, <laughs> and then you you say you know you say this guy's turned the tables on you. And, you know, when you get him in the ring for the match, you're, you're going, going full, full force. force. Okay, first off, don't ever say you're going full force on on a guy in the middle of a ring, okay? Just don't do that. But, you know, he didn't amp – you know, if you're if – you're, if you're, okay, if you're going to use the line, I'm going full force, there should be some goddamn conviction in it. Conviction, voice raised. Right. Kind of like, like screaming, to be honest. Uh, honestly, that, that promo – that promo should have been damn near screaming. If if, if he if, if he was this if he See, was whatever this... turned the tables on him, it must have been bad enough. He wanted to say it. Exactly. So, I, mean... I mean, it's like the whole promo should have been him damn near screaming at how angry he was at Motley Cruz for turning the tables on him and all the crap that Cruz was saying and, <laughs> and none of that. And that's like like when I mentioned the the modern era Eli Cottonwood. That was like that was one of his problems. Was well, he couldn't put sentences together either. That too, he was and delivery, delivery, and so I'd say, I, and we should touch on. It. I, I completely forgot. So promos, the biggest things, and you know, I'm not. Like I guess I'm not a wrestler. Or anything other wrestlers might tell you is delivery, the story you're telling, the facials. You know, there's several things that go into an actual good promo. You yeah. know, you can talk, 
a good promo, but with no facial expressions. Like, you're not. You're not. Are you angry? Us. Are you sad? Are you right. confident? Are you a jackass? Like MJF. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, like you know, in in switching switching right a quick gear for a minute. Like going back to the good promo cutters, like MJF. I know that's why I was thinking because I wasn't quite done. I was thinking one or two more people. It's like with MJF. I mean, he's a complete jackass, but his his promo work, his is his delivery matches what he's saying and what he's telling. You know, if he's telling you you're a poor piece of crap, like I I I was on the end of a I was on the receiving end of a mini MJF promo, mini one, small mini promo from him at a PWX event down here in the Carolinas. Um, mind if I tell that story real quick oh, for, for cool. everybody? Right. It's yeah, related. yeah uh, he was at he was down here at PWX down here in the Carolinas one time, and uh, one of the three I think he was about, about three times. Well, this was the second time that he was there, and uh, I was going around talking to some of the guys, the regulars that I talked to, and um, shout out to John Skyler by the way, and Corey Hollis. But uh, yeah, I was going around, and MJF was there. I said, "Hey, MJF," he said, "Hey." And I was looking at looking at his shirts, and said, "See anything you like?" And as much as I love uh, as much as I love MJF, uh, his T-shirt design is really really bad. Um, they're really average. Just pretty much his icon on different colored shirts. And I said, "No, not really, not really seeing anything I like." And he said, "Where are you from?" I said, "Here in North Carolina." He said, "Well, that explains it. You're probably too poor to buy any of my merch anyway." And <laughs> It was like, you know, he, he can flip that on a dime just like that. He can cut these little. And then I was like, you know, actually, I said, actually, I could buy I could buy every shirt on your table two times over. And he's like, yeah, well, I make that two times over when I get inside that ring. So what's your uh, what you got next? <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was a cool little it was. A, oh, I wouldn't you know, it's not really not necessarily a promo, but it was a little cool back and forth. But point being, he told he told the story. He told his jackass character right then and there with just a few words, and he had the conviction, and he had trust me, he had the facial expressions too. And <laughs> it's like guys like that. It, it's all it, people. I don't. I think overlook the importance of you know the art that it is. I think uh, the art's kind of lost nowadays because of the indie scenes being as popular. People see everything that. People do on the indies and like, oh well, I mean, all you have to do is be able to wrestle, right? But then once right. some of those indie guys get caught up to WWE, you know, they fight, they fall flat. Exactly. Like Chiampa's grabbing the mic too. Like that's another one. Yeah, I think uh, you know, Adam Cole. Adam Cole's another great one. Velveteen, you know, Velveteen guys especially. Like Good God, that guy is awesome. So I just like I forgot to say at the start. You know, there's several things that make a good, you know promo you know you could say cool funny catchphrases but you know i don't su- i don't suck i'm an olympic gold medalist with broken freaking neck with no anger like does that sound cool no no it, that, like that hurt the way kurt delivered that like you know, yeah that whole thing no your know your role you know rocks fired up pissed off telling someone to know their role and shut their mouth know your role like yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, not believable or, or or for you know you sat there and you thumped your Bible and you said your prayers. Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. Now, if he does it like that, does it mean as much? No. Hell no. You think that's part of the reason why Brett was kind of losing his status to Sean a little bit? Because Sean had the mic work and the ring work. While Brett, I love the guy, a great wrestler, but I didn't think he was all that great on the mic. I never have. No, his his... He's always been one of those guys to me that if you want to watch a great match. Owen was much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to watch a great match, yeah, watch a Bret Hart match. But if you want a complete package, you watch Shawn Michaels. Well, talking about that era, of course. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Um. So, no, I, I think, honestly, I, in, in my opinion, I think that why it was why people were, were turning on Bret and why Bret lost his steam. In, in that time span because of how just how damn good Shawn Michaels is not only both the ring but on the mic or you know in just a way you know, the happiness go lucky way of eat your vitamins and say your prayers brother like the way Hogan like yeah at least it's like wow that's pretty cool dude like look how fire up this guy you know he's kind of motivational inspirational well, he says it like oh and, and then you know and that and also how he started his promos well let me tell you something mean Jane you know, just setting the tone for the rest of the promo. What you gonna do, brother? Right. When the Hulkamaniac, like, 
it's like the dude knew how to play to the crowd too. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, and guys that sit there and don't even acknowledge the crowd either, like Austin, you know what? Exactly. That's the ball line, like yeah. what? Or you know, the millions and millions, you know. Yeah, when you like, know when you know you have the audience and you can do things like you know how good you are at a promo when you can when you can risk the entire promo on one moment hoping the fans go with you. That's the other so that see that people probably don't know this listening. I'm thinking about there's so many things that go into promo, you know, facials, delivery, you know, good storytelling, but you also have to be able to crowd pull the crowd audience in, you know, interact with the audience. Right. Like Austin Rock, all the greats, Hogan, all the greats did that. There's just so much to the promo. I don't know if it, hopefully some people are learning something or they can relate. Right. You know, so back to the bag because there's a lot of people that can't do that. So Eli Cottonwood, Jumpin' Jump Jeff Farmer. And I don't think, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead. Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is the single worst. We'll just leave that there. Um, who else <laughs> We're not you? saying we can do any better. Trust me. Anyone yeah. that gets in that is automatically better than us but in all aspects, you know. Um, it's hard to argue that sometimes. Uh, but. Speaking of also modern, uh, mo- modern era bad promo cutters. Dave. Um, well, Dave's not a wrestler. Um, remember? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into details on that, but yeah, remember that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of modern era bad promo cutters, we've been we, we've we've both been very adamant on this one. Uh, Miss Britt Baker. Uh, oh. She she is definitely uh, up there in in bad promo cutting because or the Bellas. huh or the Bellas oh good God <laughs> oh God she and see but see the thing about it is another aspect of the promo though when she tried to do that it just it 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 sounded like it was screaming it was screaming but not in a good way screaming. I mean, even um, Becky and AJ catch more uh, attention on the mic, you know. Modern day women's wrestlers, those two are Yeah. Damn it, good. And but uh it's like also it, speaking since Great we're on the though. since we're on the uh women's promo Worst. cutters, uh female side, I guess. Uh Kelly Kelly was another one I thought was awful. Um when she had to do them. That whole women's that whole like, era, yeah, that whole era, era that whole era. Except for, there's except not really for, been many women that stood out. Except for like Melina, I mean Melina was good, but that's just because Melina's good. I think Trish uh, was okay and Lita was okay for their but... time for their time periods. Yeah, they were they were better than their time period. That's for sure. But uh, oh. who else would you put on the? Who else would you put on the? On the, on the for let's go to the male side. Who who would you start mm. off with on the male side of bad promo cutters? Uh, bad promo cutters. Bad bad gym. worst. However you want to. However you want to word it. Um, I'm, I'm actually, Sorry, I, got, I, actually think, I, this might be contrary, I don't think Ricochet is very good. No, no, I agree with that. Um, that's probably why he doesn't talk much. I got another one. Um, uh, as much, as much as I loved his dad, rest in peace. Uh, Curtis Axel, um, I think is, not, uh, not a good promo cutter. No. Um, and now, now Mr. Perfect rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, he was great. He was great at his at his work, but Curtis Axel, I don't think, inherited the promo skill. Uh, and then I, I, I'm I, I don't I thought I was one of the only ones who thought Ricochet's promos weren't that good. <laughs> but uh, think, but yeah. uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Damn good in the ring, very oh, yeah. talented. One of, one of the best, best one of the best in the business in the ring. But yeah, when his uh, his promo Roderick time, Strong's not very good either. Now, unfortunately, he's he's not. Roderick's. Roderick's delivery is awful. His, son, son, his voice cracks a lot. and Hence why I think, like, he, you know, they put him with Undisputed. I think, honestly, that was probably one of the biggest things, putting him with Undisputed Era, is that he didn't have to talk as much. He doesn't have to talk as much as, yeah. uh, as uh, you know, the other three. He's we just, already mentioned earlier Roman. Yeah. Um, I'm I, the big dog. I'm like, the big dog. This is my yard now. Believe that. Yeah. No. No. Um, there's several. I'm there, trying to think I mean, of. there's 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 quite a few. I thought, um, who else? Who else could you put? I mean, not just WWE related, but you know, you can think. Of, I mean, I'm trying to think you, of mean, you can put. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, now this is just my opinion side. I don't think Bo Dallas is that good either. Um, in, in promo delivery, anyway. Well, Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, no. No, I think he's pretty bad too. Yeah, he's 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 never done it for me. No, his 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 NXT work when he was in NXT 
was was average. It, I think it was actually it was pretty bad. Um, anything that he's done in AEW since he's been over there has been has been pretty bad. Um, I think another reason I think they added the legendary Tully Blanchard, who was really good at promos, uh, with him because I don't think he's that good by himself. Well, oh, Sid Vicious. Oh hell no. <laughs> it's oh awful. God. Yeah, there I think you might I think you might have just named number 2 above like <laughs> right below Farmer. Um Oh, we forgot another one on the the good side real quick. Now, I I don't know this is like again that, that this is what I'm thinking, but uh would you think Warrior would be on the good? I mean, Warrior's promos. What would you think? <sighs> I think him, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan because I thought he did too much shouting where he couldn't understand what he was saying half the time. That's, that's why I think I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily 100% add him to the to the good, you know, I would more so as much. I as, mentioned Owen earlier. We forgot to mention him. Yeah, as much as as much as I, you know, do you think, more, more so what I meant by the question is, do you think, what side of the fence would you put Warrior on? That's what I Bad. meant. That I don't his delivery. Uh, unfortunately do for, for unfortunately for me, rest in peace. Um, we uh, I would put him on that side as well because I think while he embodied the character and the persona, he had that part right. I think the delivery was too over the top. Couldn't understand what he's saying half the time. Kind of like Sid Vicious, honestly. <laughs> um, oh, on the bad, I got another really good one for the bad. Um, Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash. I was about to say him. Great, um, he seems so nice, but yeah, oh, no, he's, he like, was a charisma vacuum. You know, every year at the every year at the shenanigans party, he's you know he 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 seems he seems live. He's he's actually really pretty cool in my book, but his his promos were uh, anything but like especially. I mean, I know in his heyday in his prime, they still weren't they weren't good even then. But do you remember the the supposed match that he was he was going to have with Punk? The build up to that. Yeah, oh god, god that those was prom- awful. Those promos were so damn creepy. <laughs> well, look, Captain Charisma. All right, because we're missing some people here. There's so many damn like Christian was also I think very underrated on the yeah, mic. I agree. I agree. Like, welcome to the Peep Show. You know, I think I think uh, uh, I think Christian really got the, uh, and it took so long. I think you know back in the time when he was doing that, I think it was overlooked because there were other people that were higher up that more people wanted to see. Yeah. And I think, but I think when he had his feud before the end of his in-ring career with Randy, I think that feud really helped showcase his, his mic ability. Actually, believe it or not, I think impact did. Now that's, that's a good point too. Actually, when he became Christian I keep, Cage honestly, after he got released. Honestly, I keep forgetting that the impact time even happened to be honest. Um, I was one. Of, I was during Impact's glory days. I know, I know, but that was I forget. That was just a long time ago. Yeah, I keep forgetting that honestly happened. But Christian, I think under uh, is underlooked definitely, and 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 wherever he was, wherever he was doing, I think he's he was overlooked in in his promo ability as well. What about uh, what about Edge? What do you think about Edge? Oh, he was pretty good. I I, so I would put him. I wouldn't put. I think him his in, heel promos were pretty good. Sometimes his sappy baby faces ones. That, yeah, they don't come bad. off as so like. I would put him. I would put him in. As I'll put him medium. I have a. There's three categories, and we'll talk about it next. I have bad, you know, bad, good, and underrated. Mm-hmm. I feel like Edge is like he's not bad. He's not great, but I do think he's underrated. I feel like he doesn't get as much credit either. And I I agree on your point of I think the. I think his heel work, his heel promos were much much better than his his face promos because yeah. a lot of them a lot of them came off way too monotone and sappy and just like really really mm. I don't know kind of like kind of like feel sorry for me kind of thing like sappy I don't it it was it was weird <laughs> but they uh, sap we'll just go with sappy how about that yeah. All right, so what about underrated? Who do you think some guys are underrated don't get the credit they deserve? I'm thinking of one modern right now off the top of that head Shoot that's it. completely Shoot it. Cody Rhodes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Because, you know, in Dota E, he didn't get that. No, no. He got time. He got the he got the mysterious galaxy and all that weird shit. And like then, his time in AEW, he's been killing and it then of on course, the mic. And then, of course, when he was with Legacy – and all, Randy all of, did pretty much all, talking. All, yeah, and all of that. Um, 
you know, I think, I think Cody is so far underrated. Now, I mean, nowadays, maybe not so much because people have actually seen what he can do on, on the mic, but overall for the past, I mean, I would still put him in underrated where you would put him. Like because- that promo, I feel like when he cut it, he grabbed the mic after his match of Dustin. Yeah. And, you know, people think that caught up. And then that 14 years promo was like, dude, I think this that guy. Was, dude. I think that was the one. I think that was the one that really shot it because. Like you the know, delivery, you know, his facial. It took me 14 goddamn years to go from undesirable to, to un- goddamn deniable. Yeah, like, it's like that it's still that funny. conviction that he had it all. That that promo had it. That promo had it all. It had the conviction. It had the intensity. It had the the storytelling. It had the and see what what made it, of course, also so good was it because it was so true. You know, it took him so long to become an undeniable figure, and it was all one hundred percent passion. And that that promo, I think, really shot him to the point of oh wow, this guy can this guy can really cut a fucking good promo. What about our truth. Oh shit, our truth. Fucking I good. feel like he's damn good. You know, he's Fuck so yeah, good. Lesnar wants to work with him. Yeah, I'm mean, like Lesnar uh, actually put, wants to do a program with him. I would put I would put him like as close to great as I possibly can in the list. Because and I know this is underrated or but Eddie Grail was also one of the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Um I feel about, our troops definitely very underrated. What about Goldberg uh, sucks? Yeah, yeah. There's another awful one, Goldberg. And if you want, if you want even more proof of Goldberg being trash at promos, why don't you, why don't you watch back tonight's SmackDown? Really mm-hmm. great, really great f- promo from Bill tonight. Well, um, Al Snow. Al Snow, I think, was underrated personally. Right. So why? Since we're doing underrated category, I, I think with with his unique with his unique character, and I think the way that he portrayed the promos with that character. I don't think at the time, because of how how hot the arrow was, I don't think it got enough sh- uh, you know showcase because he was unfortunately a mid Carter. Uh, I think that w- with the way he delivered the the quirky weird you know stuff that he did, I think it was damn good. Uh, I think he was underrated for his era. I got well, one Sting. Sting. Ugh, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I don't think it was that good. Oh wow! Really? Why? I, mean, I, I don't think. I think. I don't know. Maybe it was just the. Uh, maybe it was just the time span of being a WWE guy in the war with WCW. But when I've watched a lot of his back, I thought they were. I thought they were good, but not what you would expect from what the character was supposed to be at the time. What about Booker T? Booker T. I thought was great, especially King Booker. Yeah, King Booker, especially. Uh, I thought it, I think he really hit his promo stride with with King Booker. And here's what I might get a little flack for: Hunter is underrated, but I wouldn't say he's all great. I feel like he's in the between of underrated and overrated. Yeah, because you know his delivery is great, but then you also I'm the game. I feel like sometimes his delivery isn't the best. Like. Yeah, after every he, did, after every, he he just having a hard time saying what he says. Like his intensity's great, his delivery's oh yeah. great, oh yeah, he cuts he good got, promos. But then the, there's like, uh, and, like 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 the Rock used in his promo for his build which up. We'll talk about later because now after that we're going to talk about some of our favorite actual promos. But I, mean, it, we're I got another. About, I got an, I got another one. This one's going to be controversial as holy fuck. But um, Chris Benoit, where would you put him? Underrated. I would put him as underrated. I don't think you hear about his wrestling ability a lot more than, you know, but I thought he told a good, you know, intense, intense promo. Yeah, I, I would he definitely. Like, yeah, this guy was going to break you in half. Yeah, I mean, he was going to he was going to beat the shit out of you and you were going to feel it type. It was I, been I, like, his promos, were, I didn't think were all that ever long, but no, you know, he didn't. It was because yeah, he was able to sell people in his few words of what he was going to do to you in that. Right, ring. right. And, and and definitely, definitely underrated in promo skill. I don't care if it's controversial. Hell, I replied to a Turnbuckle Topics tweet today of a picture of Chris Benoit. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, by the way. That was nice. Well, it was Eddie and him, so I guess it wasn't just him. But <laughs> Well, no, bro, you need to use the WrestleMania 30 program picture. With Wrestle- raising hand in the air. With with Wrestle, which was, I mean, come on, a multi-billion dollar company can't afford better Photoshop techniques than that. 
But anyway, let's let's That's talk. Million dollar man. Oh shit! Fucking great. Honestly, great. Yeah. Now this is so many. You know, now, if you're watching along this far, comment your favorite promo cards of all time and who thinks the worst. Because there's so many for so many people. Before, that... before we transition into our favorites, I got one more. Promos. Yeah, I got one more to get your opinion on. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm. I I don't know. I thought I thought honestly, I, I, I like gimmick. I thought he was very charismatic, but I thought sometimes his promos were kind I of. I thought they were pretty bad, to be honest with you. But yeah, like when he like when he when he did the promo when he when it was when he was partnered up with Maurice there for a while, like some of those promos were pretty damn bad. Shane McMahon. Shane. I, I, I honestly with Shane, I don't, I don't really know where you can put him because some of them are good and some of them, some of them are decent. I'm not going to use the word good, but some of them are decent. Some of them are just plain out ass bad. Do you think Bray Wyatt's underrated or great? Or... Highly, highly underrated. And, and, Especially was in that cult personality thing. Yeah, honestly, I think. I mean, I, you know, you see people talking about how you know he's he's a good promo cutter. His promos are always good, but I don't think he gets the the level of recognition because I think it's I think he's damn good. And uh, last one before I have one guy want to touch on by himself. You know, I was waiting to the last. But um, the Miz, I think he's very underrated. I think Miz, honestly, I would put him in the same category as highly underrated. I, I he's think, damn good. He sells good promos. You know, a lot of the Miz feuds aren't really attractive, but like, the way he builds up his storylines. Like, like I think, a, I think a, a a modern era like prime example of this was I think he I I, I think it's so overlooked on just how damn good he built up the feud with John going into twenty seven was. When of course all the hype was around The Rock, and everybody was wanting, you know, The Rock is back at WrestleMania. Nobody, nobody cares about this match. I think Miz did a hell of a job with his promos, building that shit up to be something. Not just because The Rock was there, but I think Miz told the story of you should care about this match. I don't care who's here, you know, I'm in it. All this, you know, I think he did an exceptional job with that. He still does to this day. I mean, so I would definitely say highly, highly underrated. Then, since you mentioned John, that's my transition. What about John? Because here's the thing. I think he's one of the best, but a lot of people find him very corny and overrated. Like, you know, he's there for the cheap pop and that's it. Uh, I think he's... Especially when John's doing a fired up John Cena promo, when yeah. you know he starts really getting into you know this the is personal, my life, this yeah, is business, personal, this is right. all I got. You know? Right, like his promos. There, with- without Dudley, there's nothing like I need this. Right, like right. the ones I kind of like the way he cut with, against Dwayne. Like yeah. you're gonna go back to Hollywood, but if I lose this match, yeah, my on. whole life falls apart because this is my business. Yeah, yeah, this is my livelihood. Like, right, right. This is all I got. I, I, think, I think in in John's case, I would put I would put the um, I would honestly and, and bear with me for a minute here. <clears throat> I think honestly with John, there's two categories. There's great and there's greatness. One of the best promo cutters of all time. Then there's overrated, and what I mean by overrated is like you just mentioned you actually hit the nail on the head the corny cheap pop promos they're, they're I think they're so overrated by any but not just John but by anybody that does the cheap heat prom the cheap pop promos but with John you know you could tell when he's just doing those but then like you mentioned with his like his promos with Roman his promos with AJ his promos with Punk. Wayne especially his promos with Punk when you know the summer of Punk those... And then Brian even when <laughs> Brian called parody of wrestling, right? And John pissed about that, right? Right, and you know I, I think with John he's two categories. Those promos, one of the best promo cutters of all time. The cheap pop promos, overrated as hell. Did a PG town ones, yeah, kind of like the, the, overrated as hell. I'm gonna put a smile on my face. I'm gonna, you know, yell hustle out to respect, and then you know, I don't know. Right. Sometimes. Like, 
I still think they're good because he, you know, at least with how cheap there he delivers it. Yeah, you know, right, you, right. you know, you could tell he's trying to be a goofball on those, but sometimes you know, just the way he's getting it doesn't come off natural. Yeah, I mean that's who John is. I mean John's yeah, yeah, that, that, that's he's not the thing. Fake, but I think that's part of the problem though. Is people think he's fake with some some of the promos. Yeah, he does I, I can see where people this. get that opinion, but of course, you know, but that's just who John is. All right, so. Favorite promos, you know, before we head out of here. What's your favorite promo? Like, if one promo of all time. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's probably like the hottest hot seat. You've one of the hottest hot seats you've put me on in this show. Um, can it, can it, can it be tied for first or does it have to nope. be just one? Just one. And I'm not saying this is a fanboy. Um, but, and I, I know. I'm overlooking so many damn good promos that I could put. I could put punk promos in this. Hell in the Cell, I believe it was 2000. Uh, I believe it was Hell in the Cell. Or no, Armageddon. That's what they used to call yeah, the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Armageddon. Dwayne's promo against his five, against his five uh, Hell in the Cell opponents, which was Rikishi, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That promo, I mean, while being funny is holy hell. I mean, and you know him him reenacting the every everybody's catchphrases and and things. I think it, it built up the perfect opera, you know the the perfect story of him being so outnumbered to get back his WWF championship. And yes, I said WWF. Sue me. Um, you know, I think I think it did it did such a good job of him conveying that he was going to literally go to hell and back to get back what was his, the people's championship, his championship, uh, and just the delivery on it was perfect. Didn't miss a beat and. While you know he talked shit about his opponents, he he stayed on point, stayed on topic, built the match up, and gave you a belief that he was literally going to go to hell and back to get back that championship. So you're always top five because I'm sitting here thinking, mine, there's too many options. So that's number one. What are the four of <laughs> your former favorite? I'll say I, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna put put. So more I'm sitting in there. here. Um, number number two, honestly, is one that you just got done talk. We just got done talking about. Honestly, the uh, the one with John and Dwayne, uh, when John, you know, John telling Dwayne that he was, you know, you all right, you lose this match, you win this match, whatever happens, you know, you go back to Hollywood, you take your private jet out, and you know, you go back to Hollywood, and life goes on. But for John, it, it built up how, you know, while it was while it was just a singles match, no titles, no, not you know, two, but between two of the biggest stars of all time. It added a that promo single handedly added a personal element to it. It told the story, you know, John, and and that's and that is John. That's John, you know, John, you know, at the time, you know, not so much anymore, but uh, mm. <laughs> but you know, and he still, I know, I know, I know, John still loves WWE, all that, but you know, at the time, he it told the story, you know, like this is all he, it, this is all he does, this is all he knows. He doesn't know Hollywood until now. Um, it's funny looking at but, uh, it. It's, it's such so a contradiction. Yeah, now it, it's so it. funny talking about this, but you know, it it added that element, and again, it told the the facial expressions were there, the anger, the intensity, and it, it had it had what it needed. It, it added something to a match that, while you know, you could have just built it, you know, you could have just put John versus Rock. Everybody would have been invested because it's two of the biggest stars of all time, but that promo added an element of. It felt like there was a title on the line, even though there wasn't. All right, so what's your number three? Oh, God. Would you... Oh, well, it is a promo, so fuck it. Uh, The Pipe Bomb. That's that's a promo. Yeah, I know know that's a promo. It's not But where we were going to categorize it, but no, The Pipe Bomb. Definitely. All right, number four. Number four, holy shit. Um, Now, can we include whole storylines in this? Or do, does it have to be a specific? No, we're talking about a specific. I mean, what were you thinking? Uh, well, number four. I'm gonna say number four. Um, the Austin 316 promo. Yeah, I all think. right. So that's number four. What was the whole storyline thing though? You're thinking. Um, Jericho and Michaels. Oh no! Just individual promos. 
that's a story line. that's a topic for a yeah, story line, uh, so. okay um well i'm gonna pick I, I don't remember exactly when so don't if somebody can if somebody listens and can pinpoint for me which where in the where in the feud the promo was but it was the promo that jericho cuts why he why he targeted Shawn michaels uh, of what kind of really set the storyline up that Shawn is this number five yeah yeah, okay. uh, that's, said, why, that's why I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the specific timestamp on. No, I mean, I just didn't hear what your four was. You said Austin 316. Yeah. yeah and okay. this is number. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, like I said, I don't remember the specific timestamp on this, but, you know, Jericho conveying that Sean was the washed up comeback and uh, pretty much building, pretty much cementing himself as one of the top guys, be it Jericho at the time. That promo, that promo had the emotion of Sean was coming off of his comeback, and Jericho was, you know, was was on his up and up. And I think that another again that promo added a personal element because Sean was on his redemption, but Jericho was you know, was one of the top heels, and you know, still is, but at the time becoming one of the top heels in the business in the company. And I, I think that that personal element that that they told with that story because with Sean had just come back, not, but what a year earlier, less than a year earlier, 2002. Yeah. So a year, a year earlier that, that promo, they said, if somebody wants to, wants to timestamp that for me, I'd greatly appreciate that. All right. So that's your top five. All right. Mine. Number one, actually, it's kind of funny. It's the Armageddon one too. Just the way Dwayne sold that, you know, charisma, you know. Yeah, it, that had everything. I don't need to go over that because you just you went into pretty good detail about why that one. So you had Armageddon one with Dwayne and for the Hell in a Cell match. Number two, Austin three sixteen. You know, delivery. You know, it pretty much created an era. Like and that probably created a whole era, the, the highest that, selling era. Of and all the time fact too. that literally Austin had just come back to the arena from the hospital before that match. And it's kind of funny because we that. mentioned the, we mentioned the guy he cut it on is one of the best too, cutting on Jake Roberts. And, and thought Reverend that Jake Roberts. you know he's on the car ride back to the <laughs> arena with with and he gets out of the car and Michael Hayes is there and he's he's like what did he say and Je- and Austin just thinks that right off the top of his head. <laughs> Number three, the pipe bomb. Number four, I would say the hard times promo by Dusty Rhodes. Yep. Number five. Probably the cream of the crop. Yeah, those so are my could, five. I mean, we could hell, we can make the you know, we we could you you could go on and we could go on and on with this. Those are, mm, those, so, are those are my top five though, and I'm sticking to it. And the worst, jumping Jeff Farmer. I I'm don't saying, think we need to no, discuss that. Nobody, either. nobody. Well, I don't think honestly. I'd I'd love to see somebody try to argue what a worse promo than that promo is. Oh, Dave, but. If you want Dave to send you a, the best in a promo, a, one of his promos he tried to cut when he was an aspiring wrestler, uh, comment on this video or Twitter DM us, and I'm sure we can hook you up with him cutting something for you. I'll be more than happy to cut you, <laughs> cut you a fantastic, a fantastic. But but just forewarned, me the shipster, it'll probably somehow end up back on me. He'll 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 you want it? He wanted him to cut it on you, but he'll somehow still end up cutting it on me. All right, guys. Um. We're getting a little long here, but hopefully this was uh, informative for you. And you know, we just want to give you some more thoughts of you know promos themselves and why they help make certain guys who they weren't, and who were some of the guys they helped make, right? And some of the guys it really did nothing for. So, on that note, I'm your host Dustin Destruction, with my co-host, the Shapes, the baby, and stay golden, my friends. Doses.